That's older than I am. I watched <laughs> yes. that growing up. Like, well, yeah. Joss Whedon has done other projects since Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No like, I, he even did oh. Angel. Like, even Angel is not as old as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Angel ended a year later. I've watched both of those yes, shows. Like and it started like times. three years later. Yeah, right. Angel's good. Angel's, it's very different. I, I'm just saying, as far as like best popular culture ever, like, oh boy, are you casting a narrow net? And yes, no, but they, I'm they going on the tirade of- right now because it deserves it. Everybody in the world needs to know how wrong Andreas is. Andreas <laughs> is always wrong. Yeah, I'm he's kind of dug himself I, a grave. Yeah, just watch better shows than you. Yeah, right. Better. He won't watch Parks and Rec. He won't. He won't watch The Good Place. No, but watch, Parks and Rec, but, like it's cringe. But humor. Friends and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Apparently, apparently Andreas is a vampire because his pop culture died in the '90s. So yeah, but he has we'll the opinions of me. Okay, I just can't, I just can't do you know like like Parks and Rec is cringe humor. So it's the Office. It's like it's it's made to make you like cringe your like curl your toes. And like I can't this, take it. like this conversation. Okay, so no, that's the reason why not to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. But that there's actually a very oh, big difference. Curb Your Enthusiasm is wonderful. Oh no! It does. Ben, it's like no, a learned. We got to do it. We got to pause. Okay. Pause. We're gonna we get have to pause. We got an entire. So the reason why this conversation exists is because we're talking about doing an entire separate <laughs> podcast. And if we don't put a pin in it now, we're gonna spend the next hour arguing about how wrong Andreas <laughs> is again. So. I can stop whenever I want. <laughs> I'm, I'm stopping it. The line must be drawn here. Ben, or, or have you not seen yes. the movie? Because welcome, it was, you know... welcome, welcome, one and all to the Dresden Files podcast. The only Dresden Files podcast which starts with a five-minute rant about why Andres is wrong. And today it's we not the only one. Talking. We've had a few. Welcome to, welcome to my life. Like podcast or, like podcast or here at home with my roommates, I'm just always wrong. Doesn't matter. Like it's okay. So if, if, if we and your roommates all agree, maybe there is a singular point of focus that you should. I mean, look deep, my deep inside. I got on. better taste than most people. Okay, except the sitcom part. That's not very good taste. And today we're talking about uh, people dying. The trolley problem. Yeah, Wait, people dying. People dying. Aren't we like uh, legally obligated to give give the spoiler and swearing tags now? So oh, spoiler tags. Haven't we already tag. cussed? Yeah, but now they know we're gonna fucking swear okay. and shit. Don't let your kid watch us. Yeah. If they've yeah. watched too much, then now they've got the one F bomb. So it's still rated R, but not, you know. PG thirteen. Oh. But from this point on. Okay. Okay. All right. We're talking about people dying. Right. Uh, news and news recently. So that's the trolley we have a bit of news. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll do an explanation. The trolley problem is something that I think was made in the 60s, according to Wikipedia. It is the idea of if you have a trolley going down the tracks and it's going to reach a fork, there are like two branches that's going down, and on one of them, there's five people strapped to the tracks, and they are going to die if the oh, trolley hits them. Oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> and on the other track is Andreas. <laughs> no, that's a variant. Don't yeah, make me right, get it. That is a variant. In the classic, there would be five on one side and one person on the other, and you are at the side, and you can watch everything, and you have a lever, and you can choose which one it goes down. You can basically say it's going to kill the five or it's going to kill the one. Uh, if you do nothing in the classical sense, it will go and kill the five. You have to choose to kill the one in order to save the five. 
right. there are other variants in order to try to make this a bit more or it blows up and kills everyone <laughs> right multi-track drifting which we'll talk about later so uh well there's the fat man variant right you just had Dude. to go there didn't you Dude. Well, it's a very big one. Or... <laughs> <laughs> so, and because the variations of uh, you're you're having a lever to pull, and like basically the guaranteedness that someone is going to die, that's not exactly you get to choose who lives or dies. But so, if there was a bridge that's going over the trolley tracks, and there is a very very large man standing on that bridge, and he happens to be standing on a uh, trap door and you're standing next to the lever that's going to pull the trap door. If you pull the lever, he falls down on the tracks, he dies because the trolley kills him, but it stops and saves the five. Right. It's a, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. the one that I end up chewing over most in my ethics classes. Gotcha, okay. But I mean, yeah, like honestly, until today, I, I hadn't seen the variants, but uh, like that specific one, let's say, um, but, you know, that's kind of the idea is like what it really boils down to and what we're going to talk about in fiction is, you know, you've got to make uh, it's I mean, it's a utilitarian choice, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're going to choose the needs of the many or the needs of the one, uh, you know, types of situations. So, you know, or even just, you know, you could bo boil it down like it's less dramatic if it's OK, if I choose this, Susan dies. If I choose this, Maggie dies. But that's still fundamentally the same yeah, you, you, know, you have to make a, a choice at some. That's point. also an exceedingly easy choice. Right, I know. I I threw that. I threw you a bone there, but you know. Right, I and mean, the trolley problem is a very popular ethics or thought experiment. How's that? And then, in any of the fiction where people are dying, you're basically running up to the same choice. And just in the Dresden Files, and very easy ways you can say that Mav had to make this choice, Harry had to make this choice, Nicodemus had to make a choice. And all of them are just dealing with their own children. But it goes on more of like uh, Ebenezer pulled the satellite down on Casa Verde. How many people did he kill? How many people did he save? Right. Well, and that, that's kind of logic used in like uh, the dropping of a nuclear bomb on Hiroshima. Yeah. Right. Uh, would it have saved more lives than it would have killed? And I think one of the uh, in the real life trolley problem thing, life doesn't necessarily require a choice between one or the other evil because there's always an option of abstention. The trolley problem is a little bit artificial in that it forces the choice, but given the limitation of the choices, which are a little bit artificial, I think there's still, uh, that, that, that's kind of where the trolley problem is. It's a thought experience trying to test your, uh, your ethical intuition. I think it's not choosing, not just like worse. It, it depends, and that's kind of the argument, right? But I, I also wanted to clarify, like, you know, in the arguments of dropping a satellite onto a castle or nuking a country, those are not, in my opinion, necessarily the trolley problem, because the trolley problem is more like, you know, you are put in an impossible situation rather right. than you caused, you know, like you made the choice, right? Like, I, I guess if you go far enough back, you could say, okay, you know, he did Casa Verde, whatever. But I, in that case, I mean, it's, let's take that and use our example since you brought it up, right? On one track, you've got Dresden. On the other track, you've got hundreds of vampires and then, you know, mortals. And he, I don't think that was a choice for him. I think he, I yeah. think he'd pick Dresden over hundreds of, of mortals, you know, hundreds of mortals and mostly the vampires anyway, well, you know. Further back so, even than that. You know, Harry, you pick Susan or you pick War with the Vampires. Right. 
Well, and I think the, yeah. one of the key elements of the uh, trolley problem in the original form is that you're a third party to this. The evil genius puts you there, as I mm. believe, right? So uh, somebody else ties the people to the tracks and somebody mm. else sends yeah. the tr trolley craning down and you are just there next to the lever with a gun at your head, choose, do you pull the lever or not? Um, it, it depends, like that's what it kind of evolves into. Like there were some where it was like, you've got five workers on one track and one worker on the other track. So like you've got variants, but yeah, like the devil is in the details. People uh, working on you, the tracks. When you say it like that, I just get uh, some communism vibes there. I knew you were gonna you've say that. You've been working on the railroad all the live long day. It's like- Yeah, yeah, yeah my sister went, like, I don't know why, but I just, I just thought like- I wouldn't know. Uh, the workers. communist. Just right. because you live in the <laughs> Just because you live in the Soviet Union doesn't mean it has. I don't. Okay, that's rude. <laughs> He's not sharing his video because of the flag behind him. He, it yeah, was no, too I'm not obvious. Sharing the video so. because my roommate took my webcam and I couldn't be bothered going in and getting it. So communal property then is that? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Either way, the answer is communism. So. Yeah. Okay. Glory be to this. Um, anyway, so. So we dipped our toe in with Ebenezer. Honestly, I mean, first of all, Ebenezer has like the license to kill. He mm -hmm. he wants to wipe out Ortega anyway. Like, yes. I think his justification is kind of ex post facto in the sense that he's like, well, yeah, sure, I killed him. But think of all the good that I did along the way and starts to be a little mustache twirly as much as I love Ebenezer. Like, mm, he's no, because he he's was showing down saying that like, you don't get to mess with my grandson and get away with it. Sure. It's not, it was kind of saving people, but also a warning to the rest of the Red Court. I, I'm saying like, that's, that's like a Nicodemus level justification is what I'm saying. Like he killed, you know, dozens, hundreds of innocent humans, whether they were cattle or otherwise in the Dresden files. And then afterwards was like, okay, well, yeah, I saved you, but think of all the other people I saved. That's not really an ethical yeah. justification. I mean, anyways, his choice so. probably isn't all of the people that he could have saved from Ortega in the future. He probably was like, it's my grandson or it's those fuckers down there. I don't care about right. them. I'm saving my grandson. And it's, right. that's the same choice that everyone else has to seem to be making. Like with uh, Maggie and the Red Cord or Maeve and all of reality or Deidre and Nicodemus's uh, choices of possibly saving reality, things like that. Well, Mab's case I think is a little, I don't know if it fits the traditional one, not because she wasn't making the choice between Maeve or all reality but she kind of always was and she always kind of was going to I don't think she was ever able not to it was just the, her she, the only choice she could make was whether or not she did it by her own hand so she was always picking Maeve to get booted because Maeve was and even at the end it, yeah, she, she's she always wanted to going save to her, take but... the choice of saving reality of saving right. the many mm -hmm. over the few because even if that I mean, few is her own child Right, and she sort of can't not. She she doesn't have the freedom Harry does. She doesn't really have the choice. She's always going to be the utilitarian one. Although in that case, I think that uh, choosing her daughter would end up, she'd lose her daughter anyway. So she, either she gets nothing or she gets her job. And I think that's the actual, looking at the actual consequences. Even that is the predictable consequences from her position. Is well, yeah, amazing. but I, I don't even think she can. That's but I'm saying uh, apart oh, okay. from infection, I don't think she even can ultimately choose her daughter. I don't think it, her mental will let her. She's she is as as much of a she's like Nicodemus with Anduriel, as much of a symbiosis with her role as she can be. Right. I right. think I think a clearer 
choice to me is um, uh, Cold Case, uh, where, you know, she has that argument with Molly over, you know, uh, basically conscripting the the children, you know, like Faye children and just be like, well, this isn't right. You know, we're we're basically sacrificing these kids to be your soldiers to protect the walls of reality. And, and Mab's like, okay, you're the boss. What should we do instead? Mm-hmm. Because the we're either going to derail all of freaking reality, like not even just humanity, like all of it, the whole thing. Or, you know, we sacrifice untold millions of, you know, child soldiers, you know, Faye, whatever, so... Yeah, yes. you, you can't have a bigger number on one side than all of reality. Right, yeah. You have the biggest infinity on one side and then you have the smaller infinity, you know, but yeah, let's mm-hmm. just keep it in the semi-mortal terms for that. And the funny, yeah, thing but... is, the funny thing is with that problem, I think Meb would be receptive to an idea that wasn't, you know, inherently cruel or whatever, even though that's Winter's nature. I think if you had to go further up the list and you had to convince Mother Winter that you had another way, but it was going to be nicer to people... I don't think it would work out so well. Right. Being nice? Me? Nah. Well, I mean, that's what she says in Gold Days. What what, what use is life if it's so easily kept? We got a comment in chat about uh, putting this out. I think there's a good point that uh, Mab chose Maeve as much as she could by abstaining from acting, by prolonging the inevitable, by trying to get someone else, trying to get her knight to find the uh, the impossible solution, and that you know, in cold in cold days, Harry ultimately failed. Um, and they presented her the choice as much as they could of come right. back to reality and heal, mm-hmm. uh, even While if it's still setting suck. up for the inevitable. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. If, right. But if and Mab, wanted... Mab, Mab Mab didn't have to act. She didn't have to pull the lever. The trolley was moving very very slowly, and in that time, she tried to get she tried to get some other means. She, she tried the to lever of setting Harry on. Well, yeah, I was going to say it depends on what you classify as the uh, lever. If the lever is her own hand versus the lever of sending her yeah. mortal extension hitman. The meta, the meta explanation here is look, look at the three that we've That's seen true. infected. She just, right? It, she does say kill it, Harry. She just yeah. no. It look at the look at the three that have been infected. Uh, Aurora, Leah yes. comes back. She sought to be cured. Cat mm-hmm. Sith actively resisted though we didn't have enough time to do anything about it Maeve was on board Maeve mm-hmm. was the one holding down the accelerator on the trolley in that problem yes. so yeah Mab wanted a way out she might have sent Harry to see if there was anything left anything worth saving and then to do the needful and, and the exactly. way she did that the way she did that though is she said kill Maeve that's the that's the line so sure. Uh, well, it's funny but because she, but she, knew, but she knew Harry. She knew Harry would avoid that as much as possible, and Harry doesn't end up doing what she told him. The so. the Mab trolley problem is Mave is the one standing on the track and accelerating, putting Mab at the at the lever. So it's like that one worker being like, "Come on, hit me!" Like the Joker in the Dark Knight, hit me! <laughs> hit me. Yeah. So. Uh, So cool. then to compare that with Nicodemus in Skin Game, so Deirdre also was consenting. Right. It, it makes it a I, bit weirder of, yeah, hit me because I, it's going yeah. to be better for their goals. I don't, I don't know. I don't buy Nicodemus is the trolley problem. Uh, I mean, I think is what, so, so walk, walk me through who's on the tracks where and, and what you're thinking is the trolley problem. Cause like I, I, mean, I could see some of it, but not with Deirdre. 
So, so they say, okay, uh, say all of reality, they're trying to do their best to fight the outsiders and get all the sure. crap and sacrificing a whole bunch of people on the way. And they've been fine with that up until they realize they need to lose someone that they love. And mm -hmm. Deidre, the person he loves, is like, yes, kill me, put the trolley on my track and not theirs so that we can get the stuff to save them. It, it's very similar to how we just portrayed Maeve. Have we, uh, thought I just had, have we seen anyone be named infected that wasn't a fate? Revan, no. Right? no. No. Well, but I mean, people seem to think it can happen, and that's it, one of the it arguments. It really depends on whether or not um, what Lily discusses with Harry in Cold Days is um, is a direct infection of Victor Sells and Agent Denton and those and um, Kravos, or if those were simply the machinations of nemesis and the black council and all that it's still a little open-ended on whether or not a human can because one of the theories is the reason infection works on like the fae is because they have no souls so it's given them choice and humans already have that there's really nothing to latch on to in the same way that there is with like a denarian that needs that free will to go about so it's it it's undetermined yet the only ones we know for certain have been fae right for the uh, for the Deidre thing, the thought that occurred to me, so like, I guess there's two possibilities to look at it, right? I guess one you could say, okay, she she has to like run out in front of the track where we're about to kill millions in order to save all of reality, similar mm -hmm. to like what Maeve is doing. Um, I think in her case, she was the switch because he literally couldn't decide until he killed her. So she was the choice. She wasn't on the track. Does that make sense? His choice was to kill her or not. And that is what sets it in motion or not. Because well, surely... if he does nothing, he thinks that outsiders are going to win and kill everybody. But if he kills her, then he has now the means to kill millions and to potentially keep the outsiders. At wouldn't, the, wouldn't that be the choice, though, then? You, yeah. The choice is he finds out about the Holy Grail. His choice is to go after it, knowing what's going to happen. Well, okay. over the knife, that is right. No matter what, she's yes. caught. Well, yes, he, he wants right. the knife in the right. ultimately in the end. But sure. yeah, I'm sure he would have taken them all. Yes, sure. the point being, his choice is Mab. And so I guess Mab and Hades and Marcone are the ones who are the setting this up because Mab wants revenge on him. Marcone wants revenge on him. And Hades is apparently just content to have some entertainment. <laughs> yeah, Hades is the one who stands by and does nothing. Right. Right. So if you're talking about who's who's setting it up, Mab and Marcon are setting it up. They're putting Nicodemus in the okay. You have the ability to get what you need to fight the war you've been fighting basically your whole life. Mm -hmm. To do it, though, you have to kill your daughter. Right. And so he's still going full steam ahead up until the point where he's at the switch and has to make the choice. Now, yes, it is like Maeve for different reasons. Maeve is daring Mab to do it as opposed to Deirdre, who's um, acquiescing to it because she believes in her father. Right. And so my, then there you go. Yeah, my, uh, my new thought on how this differs from the traditional trolley problem too is like what you said. He's going full steam until he has to make the choice. So it's more like Nicodemus is on a track filled with bodies. He's happily running them over and then realizes in order to actually get to where he wants to go, he now also has to run over his daughter and then continue running people over. I mean, didn't you already I, compare him to Thanos? Well, I think with Thanos, no, right? Thanos I, finds probably, out. You brought, you were the reason that we brought up the trolley problem like three times. And I think you brought up Thanos a couple of times. Like, I think we've had the. I mean, there are similarities. similarities are very the there. same general principle. Sure. 
Thanos has to sacrifice his daughter in order to achieve his goal, which is of killing a whole bunch of people so. in order to save it for the greater good. Okay, yeah, that specific thing, because I, I was thinking about the overarching, you know, like Thanos isn't trying, like, I mean, he's trying to stop some kind of existential thing, but he's a little bit actually nuts. You know, there isn't like somebody pushing in about to take half of the universe's resources. Yes, he does not have there. outsiders on the brink. Right. For him, it's it's an existential fighting entropy type of thing. And that's a whole yeah, other Malthusian, podcast, but... Malthusian sort of thing. I, I think uh, with, with Thanos, there's the element of, He's completely, you know, he's surprised at the at the setting in Infinity War. Oh, he has to make this sudden choice. Whereas I get the impression, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Nicodemus knew going in that he was going to have to kill Deidre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He probably so, didn't. Well, so I mean, the decision was made well before. Yeah, he yeah. knew well, as the, the plan was going on. They had discussed it. That's. I mean, even Harry and Deirdre have that conversation right. about mm-hmm. you don't, you couldn't fathom what we have together. She knows. Right. She's prepared for it. So they thought it was weird that. I mean, I was pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure until the point where he runs, those minions were so fanatically loyal they would have done it, no questions asked. Yeah, but it's not a worst sacrifice. Case, yeah. if you, worst if case, one, but it, it didn't say it was supposed them? to be a sacrifice. Right. Just bring you, bring one and see if it happens, and then sacrifice Deirdre. Okay, but what you know? What if that doesn't happen, and then it changes her mind? I mean, yeah, I could see like, Michael it, almost. So, like, let's say she sees they. The uh, the squire go doesn't do it. Then she hears Michael's words. What if that tips her? Mm-hmm. So you're going to take the chance, or gonna... to have her fully in it, fully willing, instead of possibly swayed. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end, would it have probably done it? Sure, maybe. But I think Michael could have even swayed. I mean, you know, he probably could have definitely swayed a squire, let alone. He does he seem to even. Her give Nicodemus doubts a couple of times in the book, so. Mm-hmm. and I mean, he's also working with a bigger flashlight than normal, so maybe that helped. <laughs> right, maybe. Which Nicodemus couldn't know and didn't know, or you know, I not, he did. not the full extent of it. I assume he did know. He probably did. I just, I feel like if he had known the full extent of what Uriel had done, he, he would have tried harder to right. fuck it up for him. Yeah. You know? I mean, I because he, he says knew. he cheated so initially yeah. when he's looking at him, and he's so I don't I think he just is like, what the hell is going on? And then he doesn't really care because, well, screw him, I'm still smarter, I can get through this. So, to yeah. move to the next example, uh, it'd be Harry and changes with Maggie, and it's different in, than the other two in a lot of ways, mostly because Maggie is a child an innocent she is not an adult she's not making the choices of like uh, i dare you to hit me i dare you to kill me she's not doing that she is an innocent mm-hmm. so when it's choosing the red court or, or one little girl yes it's so much easier to save the little girl from the monsters no matter how many people die on the way and they mentioned it several times in changes of harry saying uh the world can burn the kid and i will roast marshmallows and that is so right. easy to make the decision when she is innocent well, that's well, why and that's Susan's thrown in to make it the problem. Right. And it's, I mean, that's the more common variant of the trolley problem anyway. Like if it's six complete strangers involved, then it's, you know, a simple ethical problem. And then, Numbers. you know, all, you know, when you throw five strangers versus your child, 
you know, yeah. your decision may may change, you know, because the utilitarian answer is kill the one, save the many. When your one that you have to kill is suddenly your child and you're not a 2000 year old heartless monster, then, you know, you, you have to, you have to give a little bit more pause because now you've got, for lack of a better turn of phrase, skin in the game. Um, you know, so uh, you, that's where it becomes <laughs> problematic. But for Harry, it's again, almost a non- a, a non-choice right like he makes it so flippantly in the in the whole mm -hmm. but like what if you have to burn the world and it's like okay then we'll get marshmallows yeah because you know like that's that's like walking dead governor level like crazy you know like you if you are willing to sacrifice you know untold millions or billions of people for the sake of one you know that's that's crazy you know yeah but but it's also a great moment you know <laughs> so but it's so very different. Like if if Maggie grew up and she became infected and she went full in, like just like Maeve, mm -hmm. it's a completely different situation. Sure. And he might very well make a different choice. But it's like there's no way for him to not choose to save his innocent little girl right. when she's ten and she's taken by monsters. Versus if like as he after he had watched Nicodemus kill Deidre. And the next couple of paragraphs was him like, what could possibly make me kill Maggie? It's like, well, mm -hmm. if she was in on it and trying to save reality, or if she was evil or something, those are the things that might affect that. But if yeah. it was, a, you know, an innocent child on one side, I would never expect a parent to kill their child to save five strangers. Well, and honestly, I mean, we already saw Dresden make that choice. So really, it's just the vampires not learning because that's like one right. of the best lines out of Grave Peril, you know, yeah. to, to save one life, to save one loved soul. Yeah, you're damn right. I'll make that choice, let alone then it's like, oh, yeah, well, let's double down. What if it's your daughter? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I didn't really think about it too hard the first time. I'm definitely not worried about it this time. I mean, do you think he'll think more about it the second time, seeing all the consequences it's in hand? Nope. He, he figured he could handle the consequences. He didn't <laughs> so, care about the yeah. consequences. He Round was ready one. to go buy yes, marshmallows. That was, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, well one of the, I mean, that's one of the sparse good things about Ghost Story is his examination of it's one mm -hmm. thing to say let the world burn versus let Molly burn when he sees yeah. the consequences of what he's done. So if I mean, it was uh, Maggie versus Molly or the entire Carpenter family, he'd probably still choose Maggie, but it would that would hurt. And he would know. Well, that's also does. I mean, the Carpenter family would basically lay down and be like, "Yeah, kill us." I mean, that's just well, <laughs> if, maybe not. Well, that's, maybe not charity. That's when the that's when the elements of the series of the self sacrifice because in, in changes, who dies or is maimed besides the Red Court? Pretty much the only one is Harry himself, right? And Harry's Susan. just maimed. Well, and no, because money's he, pretty. The problem is both physically and but, psychically. But, but when Susan's killed, she is Red Court. No. No, she's still no, Susan. Because you guys aren't thinking about the Fellowship of St. Giles and you know Anna mm -hmm. Asher's entire fucking mm -hmm. arc in yep, Skin yep. Game mm -hmm. and the innocents that were affected because yeah, so we got the Red Court died directly. Fellowship of St. Giles mostly wiped out directly. What about all the hundreds or thousands or millions of practitioners that were kidnapped by the FOMOR? Who are basically being held at bay by the powers that be at the time. Yeah. He the destabilized the geopolitical situation in the never never in the Look, in the yeah. dark, you know. So yeah, there it wasn't just the red court. It, it, he took a domino or one of the cards out of the house and it all came tumbling down, you know. Right. Well, I mean the 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 two people so so Susan 
Susan, uh, Harry kind of springs her and makes her a red court vampire, but sure. then she still consents to be killed, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. she, it's, it's still her self-sacrifice. Yeah, Harry the, we're not right examining there. the choice of Maggie, or no, we're not examining the choice of Susan versus Maggie or Susan versus Red Court. <laughs> like that part is uh, obvious. So the the choice, but the choice, the choice is, I, su- I suppose it's Maggie versus the world, but uh, to some extent, or it's Maggie versus the extent. millions of people that have been impacted. But I think it's generally it's framed a lot more positively than true trolley problem. It's not who do you kill, it's who do you save, and. Uh, well, the, yeah. The trolley, pro- trolley problem involves an actual participation in the killing of somebody, whereas uh, jumping jumping in front of jumping on a grenade is a self sacrifice is a different kind of moral problem. But he didn't do um, that. He literally he fired. He did. The he did. He accepted he fu- the winter night. He accepted the winter night mantle. No, you're you're going too far back. We're talking about he murdered Susan to murder millions of red court vampires to murder you know the the fellowship of saint giles all of that stuff he he didn't load the gun he didn't put them on the tracks but he did pull the trigger he well, didn't just let it happen because the letting it happen would have wiped out maggie and his bloodline so. the, the, the tracks well that's that's like creating a whole bunch of victims down the tracks that he couldn't predict he didn't he sure. wasn't thinking of the fellowship of saint giles he was yeah. what he saw in front of him was susan and red court and by the time that Susan was there. Susan was a consenting member of the Red Court. So he killed nobody outside the Red Court and as far as those present in front of him and, and making a moral decision. You can't, you can't sure. talk about every consequence of your action. Well, it is still him. It's still Maggie versus Susan because in order for him to make that sacrifice, he has to sacrifice Susan fully to the Red Court. He has to manipulate right. her into turning. Susan, Susan sacrifices herself as no, much no. as... Yes, at the end, she's like, yeah. yes, I'm okay with it. But if Harry not, doesn't go no. to her... Stop. She doesn't. She doesn't eat Martin. I'm not going to let books. you guys use Susan as a defense because she is literally not in her right mind because she is turning from a human being with choices into a blood sucking vampire, and she's and the pushed point into is, that choice by Harry. Right, That's and the point is the bloodlust is taken over. So I'm not going to be like, oh well, she kind of gets it, and she's gonna like it's all okay and blah 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 because no, neither of them understand the full ramifications of their of their picture. The trolley problem doesn't care that when you save the one guy on the left, it's really Einstein, and the five guys on the left go on to have 35 million babies. That's <laughs> not part of the trolley problem. I get it. However, Harry fucking knows better. Like Harry is looking at one side of the tracks is his daughter and his grandfather. And on the other side of the tracks are untold vampires. And he can't see the fellowship of St. Giles past that. And he can't see the Fomor past that fine, but he knows goddamn well that he can, there are more bodies on one side of the track than he can see. And he still makes the choice. You know, so whether he fully understood the full ramifications, he knows damn well there are more than 10 people on one track versus his daughter on the other. And when somebody says, but what if it's the whole world is on one track and your daughter on the other? And he says, fuck them. <laughs> he says, we'll get marshmallows. Yeah. So he knows that much, you know. I don't care if Susan, like in the moment in her blood craze was like, yeah, please, you know, just take me out of my misery. Like that doesn't factor into it to me. The choice is Susan had some connection to Maggie. Okay, at least a little. The choice had been made. Harry pulled the trigger when he got her to eat Martin. Yeah, yeah. And Susan would have made the same choice whether she was blood crazed or not. Sorry, I'm just so passionate. You guys were like, "But what about Susan?" No, she's fucking crazy. Susan has been crazy the entire time. You guys, you guys is Ben. (laughs) 
called it. Jacob was actually coming in on your side with it, so that's that no, was the start. I was part. I was going to the whole point of it was Maggie versus Susan one for one in that instance, right yeah. before it becomes Maggie versus the vampires because Harry's has to goad her into doing it. I'm not saying sacrifice or whatever. My point was exactly your point that yeah, even if she ends up right mind or not saying okay kill me harry has to get her into that position he sets up that side of the trolley all on his own and and i mean part of my argument would be that he's made the decision even before then right like he already made whatever it takes you know so it's yes i mean whatever it takes in the abstract though in his mind is he probably thinks like okay I'll fight the Ariana. I'll fight the the Red King. I'll find a way, and we'll run. We'll get out. I will burn the world, and we will roast marshmallows. Whatever yes. it takes. Yeah. I mean, so, easily one of my biggest pet peeves about Dresden Files post changes is I really feel like it's being downplayed the decision this decision he made. I don't well, think it it's is. also because he hasn't really he hasn't really had to come to terms with it up until Skin Game. And even then, it's only briefly, and he brushes it aside with Hannah. Yeah, but even then, when it, when it's mentioned, it's like, it's like, it's not. I feel like it's he's lying to himself or something. I have no doubt How? he is, but he's also. Yeah. It's not. Well, I mean, you could make the argument that it's not "quote unquote" time for him to deal with it in his story sense. Maybe, but so help help me get on to where you're talking about. So how is he down? It's very it? much How's presented it? like in in Skin Game when he talks with Michael about it, uh-huh. and it's been a while since I read it now, but I'm sure. Uh, Jacob been like yeah right <laughs> it's been more than that for me but uh, he basically I've really he downplays it a lot that he pushed Susan into that decision he's like oh it was kind of Martin like or that's true he does, he does he does retroactively like try to justify it or or not it, yeah it was weird that conversation where he kind of like I don't know if it was simple misremembering intentionally or not, but he's kind of, he, he makes it sound a lot more like Susan just kind of, you know, Martin did this and Susan just kind of went nuts. Not I pushed her into it. Yeah. Right. But Harry totally pushed her into it. Martin was just winding the crossbow more knowing exactly what Harry would be able to do with it. And I'm willing to bet Martin probably would have done it if Harry never did and taken Mm -hmm. the choice away from him. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, Harry does make the choice. And I mean, like, Martin oh, could have killed Susan himself him. and then put himself on the stone altar. It's like, yeah, do it, do it. I just killed her. Well, yeah, I see. yeah, sure. He he could have done that too. And Harry would have happily killed him. <laughs> but that would have taken away the agency, and we need a Harry to make the painful choice because that's what's fun. Right. <laughs> Drama. <laughs> Yeah, but Harry has not really come to terms, even with the foam war. I mean, he's what he's had one run in with them. He's he's only gotten the abstract, you know, sort of uh, butters complaining about it because his butters and um, stuff like that. He hasn't really come face to face. Like he knows, it, even at the end of changes, he knows what it does. You know, it destabilizes South America, especially most of all. Um, but he's he hasn't been confronted with yet and i don't think he's going to until now in peace talks where he's probably going to see firsthand things the 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 results of this people are going to be mad at him the council of course is going to be mad at him they're always mad at him but they're going to have even more of a reason because he basically started a second war whether or not he intended to this time around matter matter at him i guess (laughs) i mean so it depends 
you know, and, and let's face it, he's probably going to fuck things up at the peace talks for Thomas's sake. So <laughs> that's going to make it probably another gonna be. Yeah, no, yes, it's, it's going to be another one. Peace with yeah. the Fulmore or his brother, even though yeah, it's whatever not it is of the Accords versus brother who also has a baby on the way that therefore is going to be more at risk anyway. And the Fulmar are probably going to play him the same way the Red Court did with with Susan, and he's still going to make the non-utilitarian choice. Mm-hmm. I would, I would be, I think it would be very interesting at some point. Doesn't have to be this one coming up, but at some point down the line, maybe even to kick off the trilogy, that Harry does make the utilitarian choice. And even if you write it so that turns out to be the wrong one somehow, I think it would be interesting to see him go against the grain after yeah. all this and finally just be like, you know what? I've been wrong this whole time. And if that kicks his ass a second time when he was finally supposed to make the, the save the one versus the many choice, fine. I know if everybody's favorite pastime is seeing Harry get punched in the face, but <laughs> yeah, I would, go. I would be He's going to sacrifice Murphy and then he's got to go to hell to get her back. So, You know what? Fine. Killer. <laughs> I don't care. You know me. I know, I know. You, she's it's box, gonna be so. one L, not two L's. As you know, she's gonna be a Valkyrie, so it has to be. Well, yeah, but that's L. yeah, that's the thing. So nice. she does if he, if he sacrifices her, but she comes back, it's not really a sacrifice. People are gonna say, "Oh, well, she's really a Catholic," and "Oh, well, maybe now this." Thing. It's not gonna. She's basically well, now gonna be an immortal. That's this, not gonna solve anything. This is up like, until Ragnarok. They had a purpose. Well, and, and the other thing is, is this is this isn't like do sex in the sense that it's like, oh, we've got a magic triple that can bring the blood back and you've been dead for five minutes. He had to go to freaking hell to get her back. So yes, while it kind of undoes her sacrifice, the other big sacrifice is his going to hell to get her back, you know, like it's also, you know, like epic and romantic and, you know, whatever. So, you know, who cares about Murphy's sacrifice at that point? Like, you know. Why would she go to hell though? It's Catholic. Because... Because because the story demands it. Because she's been because... divorced twice and she's Catholic. How's that? No, I'm just saying <laughs> like that. It might be it might be literally the circumstances. Like you know, Lucy shows up and says, "Give me Murphy's soul," or blah blah blah. And he says, "Okay, take her." <laughs> you know, I'm oh, but God, take her and I'm gonna come kick your ass and you fucking know I will because I'm Harry Dresden. So you know, and that, my name is on the books. So you know that's gonna happen. But even <laughs> then, you know for a fact Murphy would be like. Just let him take me, and you can come save me another day. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's got to be dramatic. We're just going, we're going full, uh, full Winchester Brothers on it. Yeah, basically, he's just gonna. No, I'll sacrifice that. myself. No, I'll sacrifice myself. Well, he is that guy for his family anyway. I mm. mean, he's all Dom Toretto, uh, and the Winchester Brothers family means all power of family. Family is magic. You would think for someone who didn't have any family, he wouldn't be so attached. Well, he's getting more. Right. Like, so, now so he, he has a brother. Now so he has, now he has like a He's going to have right? a nibbling, and now he has a child or two. And yeah, one and a half. Just running around like slurping up other people's families. Mm-hmm. Like he's basically been adopted into the Carpenter family. Right. He's 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 acquiring family members. Okay. He's got you know he's got an entire court that he's basically the uncle of now. Carpenter family. That's like that's family goals right there. Yeah, they're a little, a little bitty. Uh, not too perfect. Yeah, very. So what Charity. about Michael's trolley problem? Charity's having an affair I on mean, the side. He hasn't had to make the decision yet, but even in <laughs> oh, Pin Game, he was talking about like if it was one of his children versus his wife or one of children versus still? child. Or it was like, that would be hard. But what about on the one hand, he has the safety of his entire family, and on the other hand, he has Harry Dresden 
and instead he takes the grace and puts his entire family at jeopardy to go save Dresden. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> He'd be an he idiot, would... but that's exactly what he fucking did, isn't it? <laughs> or, or he would find a third choice where he sacrifices himself. Yeah, you would try that one. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Pretty... I was gonna say he he sort of had I mean, I get I get your overall point, but he also kinda has the the pseudo plot armor of being an archangel mini at that point. And he's not, you know, nothing bad's really going to happen to him because it's all part of the plan. The ineffable plan? Whatever plan. <laughs> the more we're thinking about all these trolley problems, the more I do think that it's been a, a kind of piecemeal evolution of Harry having to make the utilitarian choice eventually. And that's why he's seen it so many times. I would like that, but I just don't see a point where it's going to happen. I mean, who's he? Who is he really going to ever? Are you going to be able to make the justification for after all these examples that he's going to sacrifice? I don't think you would ever choose against Maggie. But if it was Molly, if it was Murphy, maybe. Well, I don't think the Molly choice he has to worry about anymore. At least for now. Mm. Well, I think it's I think it's very likely that it'll be it'll just be his self sacrifice, and that's what the series is building up to. Yeah, but um, that's not a problem for him. Well, no, I mean, it's not. It's not going to be like at the end where it's like, okay, I have to jump into the outside and close all. Well, the outside. Uh, well, I think there's there. He he still he still wants to live, and he knows that there's he knows that you uh, you don't you're not annihilated. I think that's what what the series is building up to. If he uses the soul fire and he just uses it all, and I think that seems to be like an obvious extension of what he already does. And then, then what do you do? Well, he thinks he's going to be annihilated, but there'd be some way he's not, or something like that. I don't know. I think he's read Harry Potter. He knows he has an out, and he'll come back. <laughs> First, he's got to build seven Horcruxes. Oh wait, sorry, the wrong guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Demon Reach can help a little bit there. <laughs> well, it, it is the big apocalypse. It's called a phylactery if you do it that way, though. So. Well, I think the big tell is is if the big apocalyptic trilogy is told in the third person and not the first. <laughs> I'd be like, my name is Maggie Dresden. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> like, <laughs> I got let bad me, news for Let Harry. me tell you a tale of twenty years ago. Right. It's been three hundred years. Uh, it's been eighty-six years. Trying to think of like other trolley questions, so. Ebenezer's bad at it. I think we know that. Um, like he has every... to make the choice. He doesn't get to not make the choice in a way. Like So with a wizard not being allowed to use magic to kill someone, it's like they're not presented with the problem as often, I don't mm -hmm. think, versus he has to actually make that decision so many times. Well, I'm, I'm mostly even thinking like beyond the Dresden scope, right? How, when he talks about being the Blackstaff and he talks about Tunguska and mm. you know all these volcanoes and shit like innocence died in those instances as well and we have word of jim that at least some of those instances were people going after his wife so he's bad mm. he's bad at making the utilitarian choice there right yeah One mortal woman harry. stacked against you know that's where harry probably gets it from right yeah. i'm sure a... and margaret too probably but um yeah. didn't he say in blood rights that he would have made those choices the same every time yeah, he's bad at it. That's yeah, what. so like whatever the consequences were, they were still the right choice, even if they were horrible. Which is the same perspective that Harry has when he's talking about saving Maggie and killing all of the Saint Giles in Skin Game. 
uh, and I think, I mean, yeah. I think that's why Ebenezer helps him, right? And he finally comes around because up up until he catches on, he wasn't helping Harry. He was trying to summon him like a, a lackey, like a, a foot soldier uh, for the Great Council. And then once he finally figures out that they've got Harry's daughter and the ramifications, like, wait, that's my ass in the grill. Then mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, I completely understand. And of course I will be there for you, even though he doesn't say it. Like, you know, it should be no surprise at that point that he rallies the troops the other direction. Um, well, it's not just his ass in the fire. I mean, yes, I, I think there's some merit to the uncharitable notion that he he's he would think about that later. But in that instance where he's like, oh, God, like he realizes what it means. That's his granddaughter right? Mm -hmm. or his great granddaughter. Um, yeah, so. he still loves her from afar. Yeah. So I think the emotional kick right there is like, oh, fuck, I got to go now. And then and she's named after his lost. daughter that he lost. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like the the emotional <sighs> familial connection of all of that is still there, uh, and there is the the idea of I shouldn't get myself killed because I can do so much more if I survive. Like it's easy sometimes to think of like you can just sacrifice yourself and it's over, but would it really be over, or would there just be more bad guys later? And now Harry isn't in Chicago anymore. And that's I mean that's usually one of the the like chosen one choices right it's like okay well i mean making the self-sacrifice is obviously the good guy ploy but if i sacrifice now then what am i you know not able to defend against later mm -hmm. uh, and i think that's kind of where you get into like anti-hero territory because he should have made the sacrifice but he didn't he made you know the utilitarian choice maybe instead so he sacrificed somebody else so that he could stay around to fight more bad guys later uh, I don't know, something like that. I'm trying to come up with another example, but like, you know, to me that strikes as more of an anti-hero thing, right? Because you did sacrifice the few to save your butt so that you could save the many later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The so the so the goddamn it just because it it was an epiphany to get it out there was because we haven't had a, a Maggie and Ebenezer moment. No. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like so we got to add one more thing to peace talk since it's been published yeah. and you know no it's no out no there, but like... it's already it's already it's already in the trailer well there's an ebenezer moment fighting with harry and then there's a maggie um, moment sleeping with mister but does ebenezer meet maggie right does mm -hmm. does he get to bounce her on his lap you know and do grandpa mm -hmm. stuff uh ebenezer right before... has clearly been mister all the time he learned shape shifting <laughs> right. <from Ninja. laughs> That would be amazing. You know, you've never seen Mr. and Ebenezer at the same place at the same time. They both yeah. have an eye patch. They're yeah. nine feet tall. So Yeah, they're both Indian, so it's fine. <laughs> right. Now they're changing ethnicities as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, one's a cat, one isn't. So Maybe he's a Persian cat. Oh, boy. Mr. is a, Mr. Is a malformed monk. He's not. Right. He's, just oh, he's, not. <laughs> he's just a cat. Uh, no, he's no, no. I, I, have, I have it on good authority. Mister is Mr. just Mister is every gift of a big dog. That's Mister. I have that on good authority. Every gift that from the is. from the Dresden file subreddit. Yes. <laughs> oh. This car has blue doors. Is it the Blue Beetle? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it has one not blue door. This guy's got <clears throat> drumsticks. Is he a wizard? Charity um, once threatened Harry's life, therefore she's Kamori. Hockey sticks, hockey sticks. <laughs> stop, stop, you're hurting me. It hurts. It hurts. Time traveling, Men's Murphy gives birth to Mab, something, something. <laughs> <laughs>
See, this you guys would make uh, the trolley problem really easy for me because all you'd have to do is start talking about this shit, and I would happily pull a lever and, and leap on the <laughs> okay, track. So for you, it'd be who do you want to murder most? Do you want to murder the one annoying or the five annoying? It depends mm. on the quality of the annoying. Right? That's I think it's whatever track I want. That's, that's <laughs> when you get it? the multi-track drifting. If you is it someone it, who's like always constantly time. shitting out shit? Or is it someone who is just like occasionally doing it, but there's a bunch of them? Yeah, what which about, one does annoy you more? What about like two people like who ruin Star Wars and three people you really like, and on the other one, it's just like whatever. Wait, I'm sorry, what? So five people, <laughs> yes. two of them, it's like people who... The, they are the reason Star Wars got ruined. Like, uh-huh. And three people you really like. You could even be a close family. Right. And the other one is, I don't know. Uh, well, at that point, it's really just whether... Yeah. It, I don't need another track. It's just a whether I want to save the three people I kind of like or I want to kill the people who ruined Star Wars. No, he's saying those are on the exact same track. Right. Like I, in don't order to another, kill those I don't need another track. I mean, yeah, that's its that's own problem. problem. Yeah. I don't. At that point, I don't need another track. It's just a matter of pull the lever and let it go or don't. And at that point, it really depends. If it's, I know they're going to ruin Star Wars and I can stop it, I'm probably pulling the lever because I can always make new friends. <laughs> what, if, what if you could stop it by putting Jabba the Hutt on it? No. So you're more, motivated, brilliant. you're more motivated by preventing something than revenge, I can hear. Sure. Well, he's taking so long to uh, decide they've already died. Well, because at this point it's a sunk cost, and my my um, whatever whatever momentary satisfaction I would get out of seeing certain people get run over like that doesn't change what happened. Now it would probably be different if it was like, oh, you know, they killed my kid or something. You know, maybe then I'm I'm a little less whatever. But in this case, I do still recognize it as Star Wars. So they kill they killed Star Wars and your kid. But three people, you like it. Okay, fine. Well, then they're probably dying. <laughs> God, I hope your kid's okay. Well, no, because that kid will now have to live in a world where those last three Star Wars movies exist. So nothing's really ever going to be okay again. This is why we need another podcast. It's right. a darker, it's a really a darker <laughs> world overall. I, I would start a new podcast just to listen to you bitch about Star Wars. Well, you're going to, so. I mean, but how Jacob many months can Star you Wars. really? Oh, <laughs> Jacob will find a way. This is not, this is not an I will watch topic. those fuckers just to annoy you with them. This, this is not a hard topic to, to, to uh, complain about. Why the Last Jedi is the most ambitious film since The Empire Strikes Back? Oh, and oh, wow. you are easy. So, okay, which hurts you more, the Dress and Files TV show that. or the Last Jedi? I'm sorry, what? Dress and Files TV show or the Last Jedi? Which one hurts? I never watched the TV show, so I don't. Oh, care. damn! You should what? just wow. to be upset. If you watch the TV show without having read the Dress and Files, it's a pretty medi- mediocre, decent, like <laughs> urban fantasy kind of show. That, that that's why it's terrible. It's like even yeah. if you take it out of hating it because the books are better, right? It was just an okay, you know, okay, at best yeah. procedural. So see, just, that to me is not kind of quite like, as good as Angel, perhaps. No, but no, that's Angel like, is it, better. That's yeah. like what Game of Thrones would have been for me if I thought this guy was ever going to finish the books, even though he's not. If I knew I had those books coming, I would have been. I still would have hated the show and what they did to it, but I would have been able to soften the blow with this. Okay, the guy who's actually created it and writing it's going to give me an ending that mm-hmm. I can at a minimum live with, I'm sure, or at least even if that's where it was going, 
flesh it out in such a way that makes sense as opposed to what those shit stains did. I mean, Corona might have gotten you another book, at least. So no, speaking of trolley was, problems, first of all, he's still, this. he's still old and fat, so Corona hasn't changed anything. Okay. And he's in the susceptible range for it. And he started doing other shit again. This has been the Dresden Files Podcast! <laughs> this is a thank you for coming to the last episode of the Dresden Files Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> about to get demonetized yeah. and arrested. How do you know we don't have another trolley problem? Uh, I'm sure we do. I mean, I'd, we kind of have the trolley problem revisited in ghost stories, I would say, with the, like, it is the whole world versus Molly, and you realize how bad that was. Like, there are all of these trolley problems that he's set up. There are still the ones that you, you get to see the ramifications of, even if you don't fully understand them. It's not something that's going away, because what Jim learned from his teacher is that you always have to make an impossible choice. At the end, the protagonist has to do something of, I can do the easy thing or I can do the hard thing, and they choose the hard thing, and that's always going to be these trolley problem situations. Well, there was the trolley problem in Turncoat, right, where it's go after Shag Nasty to save Thomas or go after the traitor. Mm. That is true. Yeah, there I mean, Discuss. they're all over the place. There's a reason that we're trying to do this episode. Right. Uh, yeah, and that, but that's a, that's a good example because I was talking about it pre-show was like, I can't think of one every book, but I'm pretty sure there's one every book, you know. Mm -hmm. There, there well, are at least just several. The extent you know, of what it is. Right. But, and, and often it is the self-sacrifice route too, right? Or the whole like, if I save so-and-so, I will die. But if I don't save so-and-so, I get to live and hooray, you know, and whatever. But, but he often goes to save them anyway even though he's likely to die but in yeah. universe he's lucky out of universe he's got plot armor because his name is on the title so yeah uh but we were briefly talking about in skin game when michael took the grace and of all of the things that he realizes that is at risk because uh, of that he now has the mantle of an archangel and all things and he asks uriel why and he says for a soul for one soul. And so he's right. like, yes, okay, everything can be at risk. Uriel can fall or like at risk of falling. Uh, and that was really bad when it happened the last time for one person. True, but I, I also think Uriel had the benefit of knowing he was like, yes, that's theoretically possible, but it's- Uriel it's, knew a lot. Yeah, Michael but it's didn't. not very likely. No, know, but he so. trusts him. If an, right. if an arcane, like the <laughs> Uriel knows it's gonna work out in the utilitarian and in the personal way. <laughs> Michael's just trusting him because you know Archangel of the Lord. I love God. Right. But Michael doesn't know everything that Uriel does. Doesn't know everything that Uriel set up. But he and also has faith. Yes, he, he, yeah. he has faith that <laughs> all of that should be at risk. For Isn't that one amazing? Soul. When people who have really come to bad for you and you've trusted over the years, and they have faith in you, and they don't bitch at you every book. Isn't that really just... I don't know what you're talking isn't about. Isn't that just sweet? Isn't that nice to see that kind of faith rewarded that, yeah, this guy's going to come through for me like he always does? So I'm I'm going to call apples and oranges here because really Uriel and Michael are dealing with a level of faith that does not compare as the faith in friends. Like, you know, so... Oh, I don't know. what's her. One of them is what? faith and the she other one a, has faith. Like, she puts a shit ton of lip service into the whole trust thing and whatever, so... Who? Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> Murphy. What? Oh, yeah. I th I've thought for sure we were talking about butters again. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we're this both. Is... Both of these things apply. Yeah, but Murphy had faith. Uh, Murphy trusted days. him. 
Not in Others cold days. didn't. Not in cold days. Well, so we. Yeah, she did in cold one. days. Oh, in cold days, she realized that she would to save him. Yeah, she, in cold days, she said she would follow him into hell because after, like she's not going to stop herself. After he conceded to her, after he met her concessions. Mm, anyway, mm. Uh, we didn't cover news earlier. Do we want to hit the eject oh, on this because oh. we got a hard stop yeah. right? So. Early. Uh, yeah, the yeah, microfiction. Are you going to expand on that, or are you just going to say the name? Irwin. <laughs> Irwin. Bigfoot the boy. The boy Bigfoot. Uh, the boy Sasquatch. Irwin He's Pounder. now the man Bigfoot. The man Bigfoot. Uh, finishing. Irwin, Irwin well, Irwin I want no spoilers. They're going to go become uh, professors at Hogwarts. Yes. Smag it. Smag it. St. Mark's Academy for the Gifted and Talented. Smag it. Yeah. Uh, so Connie's going to be in the range of the White Queen, even though Connie said that she's not the White Queen and she totally is, uh, but away from her parents and they'll be able to be living in a court of neutral territory and start their family, which, mm, can that even work when they're already confused as to whether, like, why she's not being burned by him? Maybe. Oh, and guess what? They're willing to give it the old a lot of practice trying. yeah <laughs> for science of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they might have a cameo in peace talks or maggie's spin-off series uh, yeah. yeah yeah so he he's the english teacher slash defense against the dark arts teacher so you know, or is he potions master is that hopefully know. hopefully not defense against the dark arts because then it'll be uh, fired after a year pretty clearly herbology <laughs> Yes. Well, so this has been the Dresden yeah. Files podcast. Also, do we think? Uh, I think oh. Will Borden's going to die. Oh, now because oh. he has a daughter. Yeah, because he has a kid now. Maybe he'd have to show up for that. Right. Well, he's I mean, been out. Of, he's been out. Yeah, of we haven't seen him in a while. So George is going to be at home, and he's going to come, and he's going to get killed. I don't yeah. like it the other way around. I wonder. You know I wonder what? if his daughters get to be puppies. What did when he? When he Cut this. Get this out of here. <laughs> okay. Edit that out. Like, <laughs> For a live show. I mean, do, do they have puppies? Are you kidding me? They have a litter. Like, you know. Not, not to give Ben any credit whatsoever, but there is a word of Jim where he kind of hints at the fact that they've got a new, like, quote unquote pup. Oh, I remember that. Like, they came <laughs> home one day and then, like, the baby is a puppy and she destroyed the crib. I remember him saying something like that. Yeah. So. I don't recall this, but I'm happy to go. It just seems like a Jim Butcher thing to do. Hooray! Whatever's going to make their lives worse, right? And and an uncontrollable (laughs) puppy child would do that. That was a long time ago. Interesting. Almost as long as they've been in the books. (laughs) Well, this has been the Dresden Files podcast. Come check out other stuff for the Dresden Files podcast. 